Welcome to Church in the Basement, where we seek to see God more clearly and to live a life loving God and loving others. Hello, everyone, and happy Friday to you. We are back together talking through the Gospel of John. Remember, last Wednesday, we were talking through John 7, 53, through John 8, 11, and we had talked about how a lot of biblical scholars don't necessarily credit that to John or being a part of John's Gospel, but there is still a lot to be learned that it is historically correct, that it happened, but that it shouldn't be in the Gospel of John. And I heard Skip Heitzik, who's a pastor, a Calvary Chapel pastor in Albuquerque, New Mexico, he said something very, very helpful, that within John's Gospel, that there's typically a event or something that happens, and then Jesus preaches. There's an event or something happens, and then Jesus preaches. And this happens over and over and over again. If we take that section of scripture out, then it breaks that pattern. And so as I heard him say this, it was really helpful for me in sort of the formation of thoughts around that portion of scripture. I still value it as the word of God. And I encourage you not to throw it out It is still valuable no matter if there's a question mark or speculation around it, and the Holy Spirit will guide you into the truth as you consider these things. Um, Just thought it was good to note and point out. um, By no means was I telling you to throw that out. Um, So we are in John 8, verse 12. I was going to cover more ground, but I'm hung up on this I believe it's the second I am statement that Jesus has made in John's gospel where it says in verse 12, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And everything else within this chapter flows from this statement, but... I would love to take some time and maybe the weekend to meditate on what he is saying here. When he is making the statement, I am the light of the world, it comes at a timely place because as we talked about on Wednesday, these scribes and Pharisees threw this woman before Jesus and said there's darkness in her. And Jesus very graciously said to the whole crowd, basically anyone who is there, those of you who do not have darkness in you. Feel free to judge her. Feel free to to kill her if you are not guilty of sin as well. If there is no darkness in you, you are okay to judge. Um, go for it. So he's calling out that, that we as human beings are in darkness since the fall of man, since Adam and Eve said, in this world that God created to worship him and and to be in his goodness and and to basically bear the image of a loving, good God that we chose ourselves instead, that we turned from the light and we are now walking in darkness as, as we carry out our lives without Jesus. And this light of the world is referring to 
there are so many scriptures with in the Old Testament that were pointing to Jesus, but referred to this light that was coming, the light of God or the light of the world. One of them is Isaiah 9, verse 2, where it says, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in the land of deep darkness on them has light shone. So it's talking about Israel that as they're walking in darkness, that this light is going to come and shine on on the people who have been walking in darkness and, and bring this relief of the light to their life. But it says, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, insinuating that we are walking in darkness. And we were watching this film. Uh, we were watching the Hunger Games. It was the Mockingjay, which if you start in on uh, the Mockingjay part one, thinking you're just going to end it there, I encourage you carve out enough time to watch Mockingjay part one and part two because it's hard. We were not going to go to sleep on that note at the end of Mockingjay part one. If you haven't seen it, I'm not going to tell you what happens, but it's just not good. It's not a good place to like end on. So we ended up making the irresponsible decision to watch both of them last night, stayed up way too late. But in that, there's a scene where they're in these tunnels and they hear these noises and it's scary. And of course, in this film, they're playing off of what you cannot see, what is in the darkness can create what could be in the darkness can create a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear. But what do they do to counteract that darkness? They have flashlights and they shine into the dark places and where that light shines, it is no longer dark. It is illuminated. It is no longer dark. It is illuminated to the point that they even start shooting, shooting fiery arrows down the tunnel to illuminate the whole tunnel so they could see all the way down, right? Smart move. So when we are walking in darkness, what does that mean? What is this darkness? Well, it is anywhere that the light is not shining because darkness is simply the absence of light is simply the absence of light so wherever light is darkness cannot exist wherever light is not that is where darkness is and as we stay in this place of spiritual darkness it has an effect on us it has an effect on us just like our environment where the light from the sun has an effect on us, a positive effect on us. And when it's dark, like in places like Alaska, right, where some parts of Alaska, they've got 67 days of darkness. That's a lot of darkness. I can't even imagine because studies have shown that there are physical and mental effects on us when we don't get enough sunlight. There's seasonal affective disorder, which is, is funny. It's called sad. It's not funny. It's sad. But it's a form of depression from lack of sunlight. They say that those who don't get enough sunlight are more prone to diabetes, obesity, that your bone strength is tied to how much sunlight you get, that darkness has these subtle effects on our, our mental ability, uh, on 
on our physical ability that, that we are affected by darkness and specifically the lack of sunlight. And in the same sense, spiritually, we can be darkened, right? We can be depressed. We can be delving into destructive behaviors, destructive thought processes, destructive heart processes when we linger in the darkness, the absence of Jesus, the absence of light. Because if Jesus is the light of the world, if God is like the sun, right? In Hebrews 1, it paints this picture that, that God is, God's glory um, is like the sun, that, that all through scripture, God is likened to the sun, right? If God's glory is like the sun, then Jesus is the radiance, is the way in which the sun touches the earth. And I love that picture. It is so helpful for me. So as we see this picture of God like the sun and Jesus like the radiance of the sun, Again, just a helpful picture to understand the persons of God. And our darkness, how do we combat the darkness? It is by coming to Jesus. It is by inviting the light into our lives, that the light would shine in the darkness, and the darkness would not exist anymore. And a line from that film that we watched last night, The Mockingjay, I found it really interesting and it's sort of clung to me ever since. But Finnick O'Dare, um, who's one of the tributes in, in the film, he says they're talking about sort of their depression and, and all that they've gone through. And he says, better not to give into it. It takes 10 times as long to put yourself back together as it does to fall apart. It takes 10 times longer to put yourself back together as it does to fall apart. And I think that's where we are in a sort of a spiritual sense without Jesus, that we feel like, oh, like when you walk into a dark room, your eyes adjust and, and you feel like, yeah, maybe I can manage through this. And yeah, it'll take 10 times longer, but we, we can make it, we can manage. But where the presence of God is, where, where Jesus is in your life, where you're allowing him in, where you're opening up the word, where you're inviting the, the person of the Holy Spirit to come and flow from you, in those places, darkness cannot exist. Darkness cannot exist. And sure, there may, may be like an attic in your life where you've got these boxes of things that you need to deal with and open up these dark boxes and let the light shine in. Yes, that is a process. But where Jesus is, where his presence is, darkness cannot exist. Spiritual darkness does not exist. And he brings health and goodness to your being, to your being. Now, I'm not preaching this, this everything is going to be okay. Everything is, is, is going to be easy and there's going to be flow to your life. But what I am saying is Jesus brings hope. He brings peace. He brings joy. In that same place in Isaiah 9 where it says, 
in verse 2, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in the land of darkness, like us, dwelling in a spiritual state of darkness, on them has light shone. In verse 3, it says, you have multiplied the nations. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest as they are glad when they divide the spoils. That when Jesus comes into our life, when that light comes into our life, when God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit comes into our life and that light shines on us, that there is joy, that there is peace, that there is patience, there is kindness, there is goodness, faithfulness, self-control, that the fruit of the Spirit is grown in us. And, and what is our prize in that? It is Jesus. It is God himself. It is uh, being able to relate with, with God and be with God. So when it says, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life, will have, will possess it. He's saying, I am the prize. That the light is the prize. That as you possess the light, the present, the gift that I give you is myself. And as you come to know me and you experience me, you will experience life. Because I am the one who gives life. A few more scriptures who, that, that were very helpful for me in understanding this and Wrapping my head around this is Ephesians 8, where it says, For at one time you were, you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true, and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Just open the box and let Jesus see it. Let the light shine on it. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says... Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. His light, his radiance is the prize that we get to experience the light of God and live life in his brightness. I want to close on this. In, in Hebrews 1, it gives this picture of what we get, what we get to experience, who we get to know. Again, remember the Gospel of John is all about knowing who Jesus is, who God is, that as he makes these I am statements, this is who we get to know. That instead of walking around, bumping around in the dark, that he shines light and a victorious light it is. In Hebrews 1, it says, Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophet, 
prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom he through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of God's glory and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upheld the universe by the word of his power, making purification for sins. He sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. Jesus, the glorified God, the radiance of God's glory, has come into the world to bring light to the darkness that you're experiencing. So if you are in a place where right now, as as we're waiting out this pandemic, as we're trying to sort through the complex um, feelings and emotions where we're longing to be with one another and and as we're trying to honor those who have lost their jobs and, and trying to do our part in fighting this thing as maybe depression and anxiety and fear for the future, the unknown, if, if we have been drastically affected by these things, Jesus is saying, I am the light. Let my light shine on you that where I am, darkness is, is not. And if you are experiencing fear, anxiety, if you are slowly starting to crumble there in your home, trying to wait this thing out, I would say, invite the presence of God, open up the word of God, read about who he is, discover who God is and he will bring light to the darkness you are experiencing where he is darkness cannot exist so open up the dark places of your life and let Jesus come in let this be our meditation through this weekend that we would see Jesus as the light of the world and that we would let him shine in the dark places of our life. I love you guys. Let's talk again on Tuesday. I'm looking forward to it.